Today's daf is Rosh Hashanah daf Chaf. I'm Rabbi Kovacs, filling in for Rabbi Shmuel Silber. We have a sponsorship today. Talmator sponsors of Yitzhak Meir and Rachel Gold in memory of Yonitz Fee, Ben Yosef, Chaim, Elazar Kenzel, and by Noam and Leah Ephron in honor and celebration of the 98th birthday of Noam's grandfather, Yosef Herschel Ben Mordechai Alevi, and in great appreciation for all Rabbi Silber does. And we should all live a long time and be healthy. Today's daf is Chaf, and we are picking up on Yud Tes, or Yantiv, about 15, 16 lines from the bottom. Now, we're on the topic of sending out messengers from the Bezdin when the court in Yerushalayim was Mekadesh the Chodesh. When they sanctified the new moon, they would send out messengers to distant places so they would know that this month was sanctified, so you'd know when the holidays were. But as we saw, not every month they did this, and the question was, if you add an extra Adar, like we do in leap years, if you add another Adar so that Nisan, the Chodesh with Pesach, will be in the springtime, Chodesh Aviv, it has to be. That's a deraisa concept. The Torah tells us it has to be in the springtime, Pesach. So if we added an extra Adar, do we have to send messengers about the extra Adar? And when we make the extra Adar, does it have to be? We're going to see full or... Um, or chaser. Chaser just means deficient. It means 29-day month. And full just means a 30-day month because in our lunar calendar, we have uh, 354 days by default. So we have, uh, on average, six months of 29 days and six months of 30 days. Uh, but back then, the months could be a little different. We're going to see some years have a, an extra day, a missing day, things like this. We're going we're gonna to check that out today. So about 16 lines up. Heyid Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Mishim Kahala Kadisha, Yerushalayim. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi testified about a halacha, al shnei adarim shemekadshinotam beyom Ibrahim, that both adars you could make full. Beyom Ibrahim means the 30th day, on the full day, Literally, it's like the pregnant day, the, the last day, the 30th day. You could do both adars. If you had two adars, a leap year, you could make them both 30 days. It's interesting. He testifies from the Kahala Kedisha of Yerushalayim. We saw this Lashon in Beitzah. There's a discussion there about who the Kahala Kedisha of Yerushalayim is. But it reminds us also of Sukkah Mem Aleph, Sukkah 41b. There's a famous Gemara about the people in Yerushalayim. The holy leaders of Yerushalayim had very decorated lulavim and etrogim, very nice, gold-plated. And the men of Yerushalayim, they used to go everywhere, lulavu biyado. Remember this Gemara, it's an amazing Gemara. It wasn't that long ago we did Sukkah. They would go to Shul, lulav biyado. They'd go to Menachem Avil, go to a Simcha, go everywhere with, with their lulav in hand until they came to the Daf Yomi. Then they would put their lulav down, Rabbi Usain sent it home, because they had to drink their coffee and follow along in the Gemara, so you couldn't hold your lulav, so that's, that's what it must be. So he's testifying that you could have both Adars, Adarishan and Adarshani of a leap year, be 30 days. Lameimra, the Gemara continues, the Chaserin of Dina and Malayin of Dina, say that we could make them both Chaser, that you could be Mekadosh them, Biyom Ibrahim means you would Mekadosh the Chodesh on the 30th day, that you would make the new month, on day 30. Biyom Ibrahim means the 30th day of the month, the Eber day, like we have an Eber Yar is extra month. The Eber day means the month would have an extra day, would have the 30 days. But if you're Mekadesh on day 30, that means your last month was only 29 days and now you're starting your new month right now. So he's saying you could make both Adars Chaser. You could have two Adars in a row, Adarish and Adarshenia, that are both 29 days. So he says, Chaserin of Dinan Malayin love Dinan. He's saying we don't ever make them full. It's exclusive of Nachman Bar Chista, like we saw in yesterday's daf, who says you should make one 
Chaser, one Malay, one 29 days, one 30 day month, if you have two others. Hey, Rabbi Simai, Mishim Chagai Zachari Malachi, Rabbi Simai similarly testified from Chagai Zachari Malachi. Now, he was well after Chagai Zachari Malachi, who were among the last Nevi'im, but he had a tradition, a Mesorah from them. Al Shnei on the two others of Alipir, Shim Ratsu Lasotan, Shnei Malayim Osin. You could make them both full, both 30 day months. Shnei Chaserin Osin. You could make them both 29 days. You could do it. Echad Malay, Echad Chaser Osin. If the Bezdin needs to make one 30 days and one 29 days, they could do that too. You have a little bit of wiggle room in your extra month of other. And that was the Minag Begola. In the Gola, we're going to see they, they used to play with the, I'm saying loosely, the Bezdin used to modify months for specific reasons having to do with the Yamim Tovim for con- halachic convenience. We're going to see on, on Chaf, coming, coming attractions. Mishum Rabbeinu Amru, and from the name of Rav, they said, Le'olam echad mole echad chaser. And Rashi says this is Davka. The first Adar would be Malay, 30 days of Adar Rishon. And the second Adar would be chaser. It would be only 29 days. And that's what they used. That was their minag. That's what they used to do. That's what we do nowadays when we have two others. Ad unless you find out firsthand from someone traveling from Eretz Yisrael, shehukva rosh chaydish bizmando. Unless you know that they happen to make the first Adar chaser, assume they made the first Adar mali. That's what they normally do. And nowadays, that's what we always do. Shalchulei lemarukva. They sent to marukva. Echa Adar Hasamach Nisan, the Adar which is close to Nisan, Adar Sheni, or in a regular year, a Pashat year, the only Adar. Le'olam Chaser, it's always a 29 day month. Mativ Rav Nachman, Al Shnei Chadashim Machalalinan Esa Shabbos, Rav Nachman has a Kasha on this from the Gemara, from the Mishnah that we're going to see on tomorrow's Daf. When we're, we're going to learn on Shabbos, Rabbosai, when we're Machalal Shabbos. Rabbosai, there's no coincidences here. It's amazing. So, on which months were they Mechal Shabbos, meaning they would let Adim come, who saw the moon, witnesses saw the moon, they would let them be Mechal Shabbos. Mechal Shabbos? Just to say, just to come to court and say we saw the moon. So it means they would let them travel through the Tchum. If they were Chutz Tchum, they were outside the city limits, quote unquote, of the Tchum Shabbos, they would let them come inside. We're not saying they'd let them start a fire and cook and carry and do things, but to come outside the Tchum, it's sort of, it's sort of a malacha that's not really, has a, that doesn't have a direct, tangible result. They just were in place A, now they're in place B. So they were makel there. There's other opinions that maybe there's two tchumim. There's a tchum that's derabanan. There's a tchum that's farther away that's deraisa. There's some discussion about that in the Rishonim. So it seems they would let them come from outside the tchum, whichever tchum it might have been, to testify in court that they saw the chodesh. Because on certain months, we would let them be mechal Shabbos to come to Bezdin and say we saw the new moon and Bezdin would be mekadesh as Rosh Chodesh. So on two months, we let the Eidim Mechalal Shabbat, going from outside the Tchum, Al Nisan Val Tishrei, only Nisan and Tishrei. If you tell me this Adar, this Adar Sheini, and the, these two Adar business, sometimes it's 20 days, sometimes it's 30 days, and that's why on Nisan, they have to be Mechalal Shabbos to come and tell the court, we saw the new moon on the 30th day of Adar, so now you should be Mekadeshit as Rosh Chodesh Nisan because it's the 30th day. Because sometimes you could have a only 29 days of Adar and then day 30, the Adim are going to show up even if they have to be Mechal Shabbos and say, listen, it's Rosh Chodesh, we saw the moon, it's Rosh Chodesh Nisan already. So if you can make it Malayar Chasar, that's why we understand Adim have to come from Chutz Latchum, Mechal Shabbos, 
and come to Bezdin. Top of Chaf, Ela Iyamala Olam Chaser. If you tell me that other Sheni, the other Samach Lenisan, is always Chaser, is always a 29 day month, Amai Machalalinan, why do the Adim have to be Machalal Shabbos? It's always Chaser. We know that day 30 is going to be Rosh Hadish Nisan. Mishum, so why would they we let them be Machalal Shabbos? Because we have a concept that the mitzvah lakodesh that the Bezdin is Mitzvah, has a mitzvah to be Mekadesh based on eyewitness testimony. And what's going on is, really, if it's day, if it's day 31, we've already had 30 days of the, of the month, we've already had 30 days of other, you know day 31 is Rosh Chodesh, even if Adim never show up, even if it was so cloudy that no one ever had a chance to see the moon. But if someone did see the moon, they have a mitzvah deraisa to come to allow the Bezdin to fulfill the mitzvah deraisa of the Mekadesh Chodesh, so they should come, even if they're Hutzlatchum. Some say this version, Rav Nachman says, we also learned in the Mishnah, the Mishnah we're going to see on tomorrow's daf, on two months, the witnesses go from Hutzlatchum to come to Bezdin, and then Mechal Shabbat, traveling past the Tchum. On Nisan and Tishrei, if you tell me, it's good if you tell me that Adar before Nisan is always a 29-day month, that's why they're Machalo Shabbat on day 30 to come to Betin, because there's a mitzvah for Betin working with the Eidim to sanctify the new moon based on eyewitness testimony. If you tell me the Adar right before Nisan, whether it's Adar Sheni or it's the only Adar in a Pashat year, is always Chaser, is always a 29-day Adar. Why are we telling Adim to come? We know it's always 29 days, so if it's day 30, the Betin, and if day 30 is Shabbat, the Betin doesn't need witnesses to come because Adar is always Chaser. The Adar before Nisan is always Chaser, apparently. So you wouldn't need the Adim to come. You could just say, Mekudosh, 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 Mazel Tov, it's Rosh Chodesh. So you could make it delayed right now if it's day 30. So it, so he would say, it's fine if you say it's always Chaser. Why, why Mechal Shabbat? Because what you could do is Na'abre. You could wait on day 30. You wouldn't have to say Mekudosh. You wouldn't have to wait for Adim to come. You don't tell the Adim to Mechal Shabbat. Na'abre idna, so wait today, make it a 30-day month. Na'abre is, is make it full, make it pregnant, ha'idna right now on Shabbat, nekad she'lemachar. And then on Sunday, wait for Adim to come and be mekadesh then and have it be a 30-day month instead. Idik le'yom shloshim b'shabbat ha'chanami. So it says, yes, if day 30 was Shabbat, we would say, go ahead and wait. Don't, don't let the Adim mechalo Shabbat. It's day 30. We'll just wait until day 31, which everyone knows is going to be Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So if day 30 was Shabbat, we tell them, yeah, fine, don't come. What's going on in the case where we tell them to be a Chal Shabbat, to come to Beitin? That day 31 is going to be on Shabbat. So if it's day 30 right now, maybe we should be Mekadesh right now, make the month Chaser. Day 30 will become, instead of day 30 of Adar, it'll become day 1 of Nisan. And that way they don't have to come tomorrow, which is would be day 31 of Adar, which doesn't exist, or both that's always day day one of Nisan. So then they won't have to come on Shabbat. So why do we let them? The mitzvah because it's a mitzvah to for the Betin working with the Adim, eyewitness testimony to be Mekadesh based on seeing the new moon. So we're gonna have a problem with this. Mativ Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana has an objection. Mikdash Kayim, we were going to learn when the base of Mikdash was standing. Bimheir Rabbeinu, it should be standing again. Machalulin Af Al Kulan. They were Machalul Shabbat every single month 
for Adim to come, from outside the Tchum, to come to Betin to testify to the court that they saw the new moon. Why? To fix up the carbon, to, uh, to have the carbon of Rosh Chodesh on Rosh Chodesh. Now, this reminds us of Beitza Daf Hay. Beitza Daf Hay, they said sometimes there was confusion about Rosh Hashanah if the Adim came late in the day, and the Bezdin said, if it's after Mincha, don't come. So we see that the court, the Bezdin, has some uh, judicial wiggle room, judicial independence, we call it nowadays. And they literally said, after Mincha, if it's after Mincha, don't come. Because we don't want to call it Rosh Chodesh now, because we've brought the Tamid Shalben Arbaim, the, the uh, Korban Mincha, and the Levim sang the Shir Hayom on that Karban Mincha. So now if you're going to come and tell me you saw the new moon, it's going to be uh, Rosh Chodesh, it's going to come out. They sang the wrong song, and we didn't bring the Karban Musaf, which you're not supposed to bring after the Tamid Shalben Arbaim. You're going to mess everything up. So the court said, if it's after Mincha, don't come. And that's why we end up with a two-day Rosh Hashanah, even in Eretz Israel. This is Beit Zadav Hay. Go back and review. We end up with a two-day Rosh Hashanah, and the court decreed, if it's after Mincha, don't show up. Judicial independence right there uh, uh, working. So we see that the court has some wiggle room to tell the Adim to come, tell the Adim not to come. And if it's day 30, maybe we'll tell them wait for tomorrow. If it's day 30, maybe say maybe come today so you don't have to come tomorrow. So we see that it's not so cut and dry. Oh, we saw the moon. Let's run to court right now on Shabbos and show up and, and testify. Not so cut and dry here. So he, so he said that all of the months, we're going to see the Mishnah tomorrow on Shabbos. They're Machal Shabbat, meaning they're talking about the Karban to have the Karban, Rosh Chodesh, and the right time. So his objection is, because all of these months, it's about the korban. It's not about, there's a mitzvah for Bezdin to work with the Adim to be a Kaddish based on eyewitness testimony. That's not the reason they give. The reason they give is the korban in the base of Mikdash. Nisan v'tishrei nami. So Nisan v'tishrei, you said were exceptions, that that's because of mitzvah the Kaddish So lav mishu the mitzvah the Kaddish So it's not, because the reason is not because it's a mitzvah to be Mikdash and seeing the moon. If that was really the reason, Rebosai, the Ritva points out, it would be applicable for all the months. If, the, if There's nothing special about Nisan v'tishrei. Okay, Nisan was the first month, really. We talked about this uh, a week ago. Uh, but Nisan and Tishrei are not special compared to the other months. They're all, they're all Rosh Chodesh. They all have a karban, and they all have a mitzvah to be Mekadosh al with the Bezdin and the Edim. But if Adar, the Adar close to Nisan, sometimes it's 29 days, sometimes it's 30 days, that's why they're Mechalal even without a base of Mikdash on Nisan and Tishrei. Uh, because sometimes the month before could be male could be chaser. If you tell me that other sheni or the other before Nisan is always 29 days, so it's a tiyufta to the concept that the other before Nisan is always chaser. So nowadays in our calendar it is. In our calendar it is. But back then it wasn't. Before we had a fixed calendar, which was roughly 1,600 years ago and, and change. Uh, before that, it could be that the Adlar before Nisan, whether it's Adar Sheni or the only Adlar in a regular year, was Male, was 30 days. Good. This is going to be amazing, Gemara, is Kiasa Ula, when Ula came from Eretz Yisrael, he's going to tell them about they changed the new moon. Why? Why Eretz Yisrael? Because Lehatchila, we do not make Hadash Chodesh or calculate an Iber Shana and Iber Chodesh in Chutzlaretz. Why? Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. The Rambam Paskins, if somebody had smicha in Eretz Yisrael and he went to Babel, he went overseas, went to Egypt, whatever it was, he could be Mekadesh Chodesh there. He could do calculations there for Iber Yar if there's no one in Eretz Yisrael on his level. 
But if there's someone in Eretz Yisrael on his level, he can't do it anymore. It has to be lechadchila from Eretz Yisrael. So it's a, the primacy of Eretz Yisrael in halacha. So what Ula say, Amar Avrula Elo says they made Elo Ubar. They made it full. They made a 30-day Elo, not a 29-day Elo. Amar Ula and Ula added Yodei Chavrin Bavloi. Do our Babylonian colleagues know my Tivuta of Dina and what a great favor they've done you Behadaihu for you. Mighty Vuta, what was the great favor of making Elul an extra day? Ula, Marmishim Yerkaya, because of the vegetables. Rashi says, what's going on? If Elul hadn't been 30-day Elul, would have been a 29-day Elul, you would have had a three-day Yantav. You would have had Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah, or Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos all in a row. But by adding that extra day to Elul before Tishrei started, before Rosh Hashanah, now they weren't back-to-back. Now you had Shabbos, then a gap day, than Rosh Hashanah, or vice versa. And on that gap day, you could have yerkaya, you could have fresh vegetables, because Rebosa, if you leave your fresh vegetables, we're talking about vegetables eaten raw, your salads or whatever it is, after three days, they three day, after three days, guests and vegetables, they start to wilt, and they're not so so gishmak anymore. So if you had a three-day Yom Tov situation, Shabbos and two days of Rosh Hashanah, you'd have a problem with fresh vegetables. We should have fresh vegetables. So they made a gap day by adding 30, uh, 30th day to Elo. Rabbi Acha Bar Mar no, it's because if somebody passes away, then they're not sitting unburied for two or three days. That's why they had they made a gap day. That's the favor they're doing. My benahu, what's the difference between these reasons? There is a difference. Yom Kippur Shachaliot Achar Shabbat. If you had a situation where you had Shabbat and then Yom Kippur right away. So, so would there be reason to add a 30th day to Elul to move that Yom Kippur off of Shabbat to make it be Thursday instead of Friday? Or make it be, sorry, to make it be Monday instead of Sunday. Uh, we're going to see that, that Yom Kippur is never on Friday. Manda Amar Mishu Metayas. The one who says because of leaving a dead body unburied, we would, we would add a day to Elul uh, to make a gap between Shabbat, gap day, and then Yom Kippur. Manda Amar Mishu Yerkaya, the one who says because of vegetables, when do you need vegetables on Yom Kippur? Well, do you guys eat vegetables on Yom Kippur? Is that a thing? After, yeah, after, Laorta, after Yom Kippur, multi Yom Kippur for your breakfast. Laorta, Tarachumaite. So, no, so it's after Yom Kippur. So, go out in the field, go out in the garden and grab some vegetables. Not a big deal. You, you don't really have to pick vegetables uh, on Friday because you're going to have Yom Kippur on Sunday. So, no, you want some vegetables, go out on Sunday night and uh, pick it. We remember after Yom Kippur, it's, we're on such an elevated spiritual plane. Like, you're, you're, you're Kimat, I'm just, I'm, not speaking for some people, you're not even hungry. It's like amazing. You can dive in a nice Mayrev, you can go and say Birkat Levana, we'll get to that today. Even though you just fasted for 25 hours, like you feel good, it's like spiritual, it's amazing. So no, so take, take two minutes and pick your vegetables. Not a big deal, you don't have to make Elul 30 days just so you have a gap day to pick your vegetables, Erev Yom Kippur. The one who says because of vegetables, why not add a 30th day to Elul to have a gap day because of burying a dead body? So it's not about Yom Kippur, it's about a Yom Tov Samach L'Shabbos, making a three-day Yom Tov. Whether Shabbat is right before or right after the holiday, and remember, it's a two, all of the holidays are two-day holidays in Bavel. The one who says because of vegetables, so let's add a 30th day to Elul to push Shabbat off of the Yom Tov. The one who says because of burying a dead body, this is a Gemara, Rashi points out, we learned in Beitzah Daf Bav that we would let non-Jews, we'd even you know, ask non-Jews to bury someone on Yom Tov, and especially second day of Yom Tov, uh, so they wouldn't be sitting out. 
the one who says because of a of a dead body, so why not vegetables? You can put your vegetables, your your fresh vegetables, apparently on the third day, you could soak them, Rashi says, in hot water, and they would return to their edibility. Now, I'm not really sure Rashi means soaking wilted vegetables in hot water is going to make them fresh again. I don't know if that works, the Misa. Or if he means, just cook them up. If you have vegetables that are starting to get wilted, so it knows, you put them in hot water, you boil it up, and you eat it. So maybe that's what he means, because I've never... Besides, here's, here's our homework: is let's get three day old vegetables, put them in warm water, and we'll see we'll see what's the pshat and rashi. Ihachi, if so, if it's if you can just soak your vegetables in warm water and make them fresh again, maishna lididon. So what's the difference uh, for us in Babel? Even though in Eretz Yisrael, so why would they want to move Shabbat off of Rosh Hashanah? They have two day Rosh Hashanah everywhere. Lididhu uh, nami for them also they should push off. But for us, in Bavel, it's a very hot, humid climate. In Eretz Yisrael, it's not so hot and humid. Now, Rebbe we know Eretz Yisrael is hot. So what's Rashi? So Rashi explains what he's talking about. He says, This is the first uh, wide line under the Gemara in Rashi. Bavel is deep. Now, remember, after the flood of Noah, all sorts of junk and skeletons and whatever sank down to Bavel because it's deep. It's amuk. It doesn't have harim It doesn't have nice hills and mountains and valleys. It's just one big valley. Eretz Yisrael and Shulat Ba'avir. So Eretz Yisrael has this fresh air. So even though it's hot, it's dry heat. So it's one of the 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 godless of Eretz Yisrael. is the climate and the geography there. Even though even if it's hot, don't complain so much. It's a dry heat, not like Bavel, which is very uh, humid and it's going to make your vegetables uh, wilt. It's going to make, God forbid, dead bodies to rot. But it's really, you see this sometimes. You go downtown in big buildings. There's like winds because of the height of the buildings. There's like new wind patterns. So maybe Rashi's pointing out because of the mountains and the and the hills. There's more airflow, more wind. It's not just one big valley like Bavel is. So it's a little bit fresher there. Uh, Rav Moshe writes a tshuva that nowadays with refrigeration, we shouldn't rely on having non-Jews bury someone on Yantav, even Yantav Sheni. It could be a takala, people can make phone calls, it's an issue, so there's Moshe, some communities, some Hasidic communities, they'll still do it on Yom Tov Sheni in America. They'll still uh, bury all your day non-Jews, they'll hire them to do it. Um, so everyone, he says, Maker Adin, the, the Gaonim and, uh, said, it's, said it's mutter, so he's not going to say it's usher, but he says it's not a great idea just to rely on the refrigeration. So Baruch Hashem, that uh, it's a little fresher there. This is the concept that Ron points out. We've heard Lo Adu Rosh. Who's heard of Lo Adu Rosh? Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. It's not something bad. Lo Adu Rosh. Lo Adu Rosh. Good. So what does it mean, Lo Adu Rosh? It means Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, can't be on the days of Adu. On day Aleph, that's Sunday. On day Dolet, Wednesday. And day Vav, that's Friday. So we don't want Rosh Hashanah to be back-to-back with Shabbos because we're going to have these problems. We're going to have vegetable problems. We're going to have dead body problems, Oleno. We're going to have issues if it's on uh, Friday or a Sunday. So we would, if needed, we, we have low Adurosh, and our calendar is set up this way, so it does not have this problem of Adurosh. So we don't have Rosh Hashanah on these days. But if it was going to turn out back then, before the fixed calendar, they would bump their Elul to a 30-day Elul to avoid Adurosh, to not have Rosh Hashanah on day Aleph, Dalet, or Vav. So the issue, if it's on uh, day Dolet, is it'll come out that Yom Kippur will be on Friday. And if Yom Kippur is on Friday, then there's no chance to cook for Shabbos. Because on Yom Kippur, is not like a regular Yontav, where it's mutter ba'ochel nefesh, as we talked about in Beitzah. Yom Kippur is Shabbat Shabbaton. Yom Kippur, you can't 
do any cooking, any preparation, not even with the air of Tavshilin. You can't do anything on Yom Kippur. So you'd have Yom Kippur Friday and Shabbos on Shabbos, you'd have a problem. You wouldn't have any Shabbos food. You mean, we'd have nothing to do, no cholent. And you couldn't light halakat nerot on a, fr on a Friday afternoon. You'd have a big problem. So we, we make it impossible for Yom Kippur to be on Friday. And on Vav, if, if we had Rosh Hashanah on, on Day Vav on a Friday, it would come out that Hoshana Rabbah would be on Shabbat. And we never want Hoshana Rabbah on Shabbat because we have an ancient minag nevi'im of Hoshana Rabbah to, you know, we, we hit our Ravos on the floor. So because of a minag, we move Rosh Hashanah? Yes. So it's actually a taisvah in uh, Sukkah Mem Gimel. And the taisvah there explains, you don't want to lose this ancient minag. It's a minag nevi'im. It's a minag nevi'im. Haggai Zechariah Malachi. These are nevi'im we're talking about. They instituted a minag on Hoshana Rabbah, we have our Hoshanas, we have it, it takes a little while, but Baruch Hashem, we have beautiful Hoshanas, we bang our Ravos on the floor, and it never happens on Shabbos, because if it's merely a minag, and some years we had it, some years we didn't have it because of Shabbos, we'd lose the minag. So we'd rather have Rosh Hashanah be on Shabbos and lose Shofar, because Tosfos says, because the Mice, we have two days of Rosh Hashanah. So you're always going to hear Shofar, even if one day is Shabbos, and we have a Gezerah de Rabbah that we don't carry our shofar in the street, even on Rosh Hashanah, that's on Shabbos, we don't carry it to learn how to blow it, things like this. Uh, we have a Gezerah like that, because you always have shofar for two days, so you're always going to have shofar one day, but if we have Hoshana Rabbah on Shabbos, you're going to lose the minag of Hoshana Rabbah, and that, Taisos and Sukkah says, is valuable enough concept to support lo adu rosh, to never have Rosh Hashanah be on Friday, so you never have Hoshana Rabbah be on Shabbos, and we also never want to have a three-day back-to-back Shabbos Rosh Hashanah. To have Shabbos with a, with a regular Yom Tov, where it's, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, it's only one day. Here it's two days. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you get away with it. We'll let you get away. There's, there's ways to, to work with the, uh, the vegetables and the, and the dead bodies, Lo Aleinu. But to have two days of Rosh Hashanah and a Shabbos, Lo Adu Rosh. We don't, we don't do that, Rabosai. So this is beautiful. Again, this is sort of the leeway they gave, the judicial independence, Rabosai. The judicial independence of the court is allowed to play with the calendar a little bit to make our life easier. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing concept. You know, even though it's the court and it's solemn and it's serious, we're going to add another day of Elul if we have to. Because, you know, we can, we can do it. It's, it's like uh, Jews control the time. We, we had this also in Beitzah. How, how do we say the, uh, finish the bracha in Yom Tov Davening? If it's Shabbos and Yom Tov, we say, Mikadash HaShabbat, the Yisrael, the Hazmanim. Because Shabbat is by itself, but Yisrael is holy, and Yisrael is what makes the Zmanim. Yisrael makes the Zmanim. Our calendar, our court, makes the Zmanim, makes time flow. So we have mastery over time in that sense. Okay, Shabbat is independent of us, but... For the Yom Tov, we have mastery over time. So, Aini, so is it true that we do, that we add a day in Elul, Hatane? We're back in the, back in the Gemara, Bosai. Vacation's over. Hatane, Rabba Bar Shmuel, Yachol, Kashem Shemarvin Eshashana, Letzurch, Marvin Etachadish Letzurch. You would have thought, you might have assumed, just like you can add a month in a year, Letzurch, for a need, Kach Marvin Etachadish Letzurch. You can add a day in a month, you can make a 30 day month when it would have been 29, Letzurch to push off a Yom Tov, or what, for one of these reasons, not of a three-day Yom Tov. Tom of the Mar, we learn it's not accurate. It says, Because the, the Pasuk said, when we got the mitzvah of, the, of Rosh Chodesh, Hazei is demonstrative. Rashi explains that Hashem Yisbarach showed Moshe what the new moon looks like, so Moshe would know to teach Am Yisrael what the moon looks like to be Mekadosh in the Bezin. Hazei, Re'e the Hashem was telling Moshe, 
like this one right here, you see this, that's when you get a Rosh Chodesh. So it seems that Rosh Chodesh we can't play with maybe as much as we'd like, he's saying. He's objecting to the concept of moving a day around. Amarava, lo kasha, not a kasha. Kan la ovro, kan la kodsho. So one is, one is adding a day. We're allowed to add a day, kan la kodsho, but to be mekadesh without seeing the moon, that we can't do. Hachikamar, this is what it's really teaching us. Yachol kashem shem arvin at We would have thought just like we could add a month to the shana, et a chodesh, or we could add a day to a month for lo adu rosh or similar purposes. Letzorech, for needs. Kach mekadshin et a chodesh. We would have thought we could also bump a chodesh up if it's day 30, if it's day 30, we could say, okay, it's Rosh Chodesh right now, even though we didn't see the moon. So last month was 29 days. We're going to start Rosh Chodesh right now. We're start early. We're going to start a day early. If there's a need, we would have thought to do that. Talmud Lomar, Chodesh Hazei Lechem, Kazei Re'eve Kodesh. No, you have to actually see the moon to be Kodesh Chodesh. You, you, could, you could bump the month one day longer. Just tell the Adim to stay out of court. Just say, okay, go stay. We're going to wait a day. But to be Mekadesh without seeing the moon, that we can't do. Ki hadamar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Like Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, Me'aymin ala edim. We instill fear and awe and intimidation on the witnesses. Al chodesh shenir abizmano. On a month that we saw in the right time, on day 30, la'ovro. To keep that day 30 to be last month. And then day 31 is going to be Rosh Chodesh, day one of the next month. So he's saying we could scare the edim out of court. Or another shot is the Adim come and they say, we saw the moon, and we say, are you sure it's the moon? Are you really sure? Well, if it's a cloud, a reflection, and we sort of get them to second guess and have doubts about their own testimony. We're not telling them to lie. We're just, the court is, you understand, for uh, for murder cases, the court is instructed to do drisha v'chakira, to really look into it and really look for any contradictions in testimony. Here, too, the court could intimidate the adim in a sense that they're really, uh, the questioning is leading them to doubt their, what, what they saw. So then we could make the month longer. But we do not intimidate the witnesses. To tell them, hey, we think you saw the moon. They're saying, no, we saw a cloud. They say, no, you saw the moon. Like that we can't do. We can't make it come early. Uh, to make uh, a chodesh come early. Aini, is that is that accurate? Hashalach le Rabbi Yehuda Nesiya le Rabbi Ami Havu Yodin. You should know Shakol Yamav Shabbi Yochanan that all the days Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan lived after the Churban Abayas, but he lived a long time. He was the Rosh Shiva in Eretz Yisrael for a long time. Haya Milamdeno. He would teach us. I mean, Allah Edim. We can intimidate the witnesses. Allah Chodesh Shalonira Bismano. Uh, to tell us they saw a the new moon even before the Zman. You know, they might have seen something, and we're going to try to push them in a way that they are going to admit they saw the moon. Lakotcho to make a new moon. Afopi shalorau, even though they didn't see it, really. Yomru reinu, they're going to say they saw it. They're going to kind of lead them down this path. This, Rabosai, this is, this is, they've done research about this, where, and, and it's, and it's scary and sad that, Sometimes there are police or lawyers or something are, are questioning someone and they're trying to get them to confess to a crime. And they're pushing them so much and saying, oh, really, we know, because poli police are allowed to lie. Rebos say police are allowed to lie and they're taught to lie. And especially if they're questioning someone. So they'll question them and say, no, we have people who saw you there and there's a video that saw you there and we know you're the murderer. And it happens, I'm not saying it happens a lot, but it happens that people will sign a confession to horrible crimes that they never did. 
because the interrogators were pushing on them so much and sort of leading them down that path to come to that conclusion. They start to doubt what really happened. That's kind of what's going on here. They've done research with children also. They, they Especially with children, maybe psychologists are, are saying, well, did this happen, did that happen? And the children start to realize subconsciously that the psychologist or the policeman or whatever it is wants them to say a certain thing happened, and they start to think that really happened. And then they go back and it never really happened. When they've had sort of an independent analysis of their testimony and the situation, you can get human beings to think something happened that never happened. And it's a very scary thing. And here, Baruch Hashem, the Bezdin is using it for a mitzvah. They're using it to lo adurosh, to fix the calendar in a way to make Yisrael, Am Yisrael happy. But the, the authorities and the police and the courts can use this in a very abusive way. You, you really need to be aware that sometimes you can get human beings to sign a confession for a murder they didn't commit. And it's it's a psychological trait of human beings, just something to be conscious of. Here, Baruch Hashem, it's being used for the, for the good, but it can be used for the bad as well. So he's saying, yeah, we, Rabbi Yochanan was saying we could get the Adim to testify they saw the new moon, even though they didn't really truly see it. Amar Kasha, not Akasha. Habani said, Vatishrei, Habashar Yarchei. So Rabbi says, not Akasha. Rabbi Yochanan is saying we can intimidate them to bring the Chodesh early for Nisan Vatishrei, where we have to line up the holidays. We have to make the holidays come out, so it's Lo Adu Rosh, and we don't want to have a three day Yantav, Lachatchila. So we could, we could kind of push the Adim to bring to say they saw the mood, even though they saw a reflection on a cloud or they saw someone holding a torch. Is that, are you sure? Maybe it looked like this, maybe it looked like that. You could kind of lead them, interrogate them, lead them down that path so they, they eventually admit they saw the moon. And we can be Makadosh Chodesh based on that. Rava Amar Haladatane Rabba Barshmu El Acherimhi. It's the sheet of Acherim. And Acherim has, Acherim was Rebbe Mayer's Rebbe, and he, or Rebbe Mayer himself. And he, had, he said, So this means if Rosh Hashanah was on a Monday, then Mazel Tov, it's going to be on a Thursday. You're going to add four days, and then beautiful, so whatever was last year, you add four days to get to next year. And if it was a leap year, Hamisha, because you've added a Shana Meoberis, remember you've added a 29 days. So you have four weeks plus one extra day. So now you have five days from what was last year's day, the, the day of the week of last year's holiday to this year. Tosos here points out that every 30 years, you need an extra day because it's not exact. Every month is 29 and a half days and a couple hours and some halakim. And you add up all those halakim, then every 30 years, you get an extra day and you have to have a 355 day year, even though it's not a leap year. So you have to add that in somewhere. That's the, that Tosos there. You can check that out. It's really interesting if you're into calendar issues. Rav Dimi Nehardia Matne Ipka. So Rav Dimi taught the opposite. He said, you can intimidate the Adim al Chodesh Nira. For a, a month, you didn't see the moon yet. Bismano, but it's the right time to see the moon. The Kod show. They could say it's the new moon, even though they didn't really the mice see it. They could lead them down that path in court. But you can't, if you, if they saw the new moon, you can't intimidate them to say we didn't see it. My timer, turning over to Ahmed base. Because if we saw the moon out and now you're trying to get them to retract and say you didn't see the moon out, it looks like lying. But if they didn't see the moon and you try to get them to say they saw the moon, it doesn't look like lying. On both sides, anyone bothered by that? Yes, we're all bothered by this. It looks like Sheker. Midvar Sheker Tirchak. It's very strange. Lotane Berecha Eid Shaker or Eid Shav in the Dvarim version. We have two Psukim that say Lotane Berecha Eid Shaker or Eid Shav. You can't, what's going on here? So, a number of the Echronim explain, including Rabbi Yosef Engel explains, that Pazak says Lotane Berecha. 
a shocker. Don't testify about your friend false testimony. This isn't your friend. This is the moon. Or maybe it was a cloud with a reflection on it. Maybe it was the moon. So the court has a little bit more leeway to lead witnesses down the path they need to be led down to be Makadish the Chodesh or to be not be Makadish the Chodesh in this case. Um, in this case, he's saying they didn't see the moon yet, but we want them to say they saw something that looks like the moon. So Bezdin on the basis of that could be Makadish the Chodesh early because it's not Recha. So Vegas Vengel says it's not Recha. They're not, they're not undermining another human being. They're simply saying they saw something that looks like it might be the moon based on what the court is pushing them into. So that's not, it's not the same level of a Sheker. It's not really Michsek Shikra. It does sound strange. It does sound a little bizarre to us. And you can, you can see the, the Rashi points out on top, when other people, saw, when there was a new moon, Lamaisa, and other people might have seen it, then for Adim to come to court and say, we didn't see it, that's Sheker. Other people saw it. But if no one saw it, and these two guys come to court and say, yeah, we saw something, and the court gets them to say, well, yeah, maybe that was the moon, then everyone will assume, okay, those guys are up on a hill, but the rest of us, we we're clouds blocking the moon. So those guys might have seen the moon. It doesn't really look like chucha uh, tluya. It doesn't look like something that's silly or would undermine authority of the Bezdin, because it's possible it actually happened. Amar Shmuel is going to be a very important Gemara, Rabbi Osai. I can be metakin the whole gola. I can tell you when Rosh Chodesh was, Rashi says, Ki baki ani, betoldos, uh, betoldos He says, I'm an excellent astronomer. We have a Gemara in Brachos where Shmuel says, I know the paths of the stars in heaven just like the alleys of Naharda. So why do you know the alleys of Naharda? Shmuel was what? What was the job? Doctor. He was a Dr. Shmuel. He wasn't Rabbi Shmuel. He was Dr. Shmuel. He was on Hatzalah. Because he was on Hatzalah, he knew all the streets. And literally, he knew the streets and alleys and paths of Nahardea. And he was bragging, I know the astronomy just as well as I know the streets. Why do you know the streets? Because he was a doctor. He didn't make house calls. He was EMS. He was Hatzalah. That's why he knew the streets and he knew the heavens. And he says, I can calculate when the new moon's going to be based on my astronomical knowledge. And we don't need to wait for the messengers to come. So it sounds like maybe he's like bragging a little bit. Does the master know this thing, Tatanya? There's a Brisa Besota Ibor in the secret of the Ibor. It sounds like a Disney movie or something. So the Ibor, Rashi says, it's a collection of Brisa about the Kiddush Chodesh and astronomy and Ibor Yar, and it's in Ramazim. It's only in hints, it's not spelled out because really the Besdin is kind of trying to keep this knowledge among the people who should be using it, not for everybody. So it's in Ramazim, it's sort of in hints. And here's the teaching, you're gonna love it. Nolad kodem chatzot, if the new moon started before chatzot, oh, nolad achar chatzot, or it was after chatzot. Ramazim, Rabosai, it's only in hints. Amar lo, so Shmuel says, I, I don't know it. I don't know what it means. Amar so he says to Shmuel, Midahalo yadamar, because he didn't know this fact, yadamar. There must be other things that you don't know. So don't assume you can calculate when the new month is going to be by yourself here in Bubble. Such an important concept, Bosai. There's things we know. There's things we know that we don't know. But what's really scary is the things that we do not know that we do not know. So called unknown unknowns. That's what gets us. If we think we know it all, that's because we don't realize what we're not aware of. And the more Torah we learn, the more we go further in Dafyomi, the more we realize there are so much depth that we just haven't plumbed yet. We haven't been down that road yet. We haven't learned all that Rashi Tosfos yet. We, we don't understand it yet. 
So the more we learn, the more we realize that we don't know everything yet, and the more we have an opportunity to grow. So it's, it's kind of a trap. You don't want to be a Balgaiva and think we know it all, but we learn more and more, and we realize we have so much more to learn every single day. That's why we keep showing up here. Beautiful. And the coffee. And, and the Chevrakite. The, the Baruch Hashem. A lot of reasons to show up here. He saw like Rabbi Zeira, when Rabbi Zeira came, he sent to them, So this is another teaching from Soda Ibor. We have to have a night and a day, from the new month. So whenever we make a new month, we have to have a full night and a day in the new month. So Rashi explains, If the Last month's moon, the, the waning moon, the moon that's fading and going away, uh, after Shkia, during the nighttime, Yom Esrim, Vitisha, on the 29th day, Shu Leil Shloshim, that's the night of the 30th, Ein Mikodshin Oso Yom Shloshim. You can't say it's the, it's the new month, you can't make Rosh Chodesh on day 30, you can't call day 30 day one because we saw the old moon last night. And if we saw the old moon last night, we need a full halachic day of nighttime and then daytime in the new month in order to be Mekadesh, the new Chodesh. There's going to be more on that later. This is, get, this is, going to, this is an amazing sugya, but a complex sugya. So let's, uh, let's focus here. So I have So what is he telling to Shmuel? Nolad kodem chatzot. So if the nolad of the new moon was before Chatzot, Yerushalayim, be a dua, that you know the new moon will be seen if the nolad, we, we don't see the moon right at the nolad because at that point, the moon is right smack between the earth and the sun and it's invisible. But six hours later, at least in Yerushalayim, you're going to start to see the new moon. So it was before Chatzot Hayom. If it was like 1159 on a regular day and Chatzot was 12 noon, it's 1159 was the nolad, then you're going to see it at 5.59 p.m. You're going to start to see the new moon, and it's possible for Adim to come and say, we saw the new moon today. So it's going to be, you could see the moon. If the nolad was after noon, was 12.01 p.m., you're not going to see the new moon. It's not going to be visible. The nolad, when it was smack between the earth and the sun, was afternoon, was 12.01 so the moon is not visible, Lemaisa, you're not going to be able to see it until after Shkia that evening. So if Adim show up that day and the Nolad was after Chatzos and they say, we saw the new moon before Shkia, they're lying. Because it's physically impossible because it takes at least six hours for the moon to be visible in Yerushalayim after the Nolad, after the time that it, the moon smacked between the earth and the sun to be actually visible to the eye down here on earth. There's 24 hours that the moon is covered, means invisible. So at that time of the moon's renewal, when the moon is fading from sight, the old moon, last month's moon, is fading away and getting smaller, it's waning, and then the new moon starts waxing, there's a time it's invisible, and that's a 24-hour time. So it starts disappearing, boom, disappears, 24 hours later, reappears, that's the new moon, that's when we can first have Adim come and say, we saw the new moon, because he saw the new one, not the old one. Uh, and he says, well, these 24 hours, it's shit me'atika, six hours of the old moon, tam and 18 hours, mechadta, from the new moon, lididon. So he's saying lididon in Babel, we see the old moon is uh, this, this 24 hour period that the moon is invisible, so over there in Bavel to the east, six hours of that is last month. It's the old moon before the Nolad. 
then boom, there's a nolad. And Tom Nesrei, 18 hours, it's still invisible, Rabosai, but it's after the nolad, it's in the new moon. Ledidhu, over there in Eretz Yisrael, towards the west, Shit Mechotza, so six hours of this 24-hour period of moon non-visibility are in the new month. That's the new moon after Nolad. Vitam Nesrein, 18 hours of the moon's invisibility, Meatika, uh, is last month from the old moon. Lamainav Gamina, Amaravashi, Lachushe Sade. So if Adim came and told you, and it was only, uh, it was only you know, three hours or five and a half hours after the Nolad, and they came and told you they saw the moon, they're lying because it's physically impossible to see the moon in Eretz Yisrael less than six hours after the actual calculated time of the Nolet. Um, I, I'm a, we're we're going to piece this all together in a minute here, and you're, you're going to love it, so don't worry. Uh, so we mentioned this before, that we have to have a full halachic night and a day after Rosh Chodesh. Remember we said that if you saw the old moon at nighttime, then the next day you can't be Mekadesh Chodesh, because it would be impossible for the Adim to come and say, because the, the old moon was visible, we know it's covered for 24 hours, and we know we need a full halachic night and a day uh, in, in the new month to be Mekadesh as Rosh Chodesh. Minola, and what's the source? Rabbi Yochanan the Mar, Me'eriv Ad Erev. So that's a pasuk about Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur has to be a full halachic day, and the day starts Me'eriv Ad Erev, from evening to evening. So we see the day goes after the night. We need a full night and a day to have a Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Lakish Shabar, Ad Yom Echad Esrim Lachodesh Ba'erev. So you eat matzah until uh, the end of Pesach, which is the 21st day of Nisan, until the nighttime. So it's not, it doesn't specify Erev Ad Erev. My Ben Ayo Ben Ayo Dorshim. So just the the implication of the Pasuk, that's what they're disagreeing with. Rabbi Amar, he says, no, Chatzos, the second Pasuk, if that's your source, maybe the halachic day would start at Chatzos. So we eat matzah until the Erev. So maybe Erev only means until Chatzos, and maybe you could start it then. But so he says, really, what it means is you have to have a halachic night and a day uh, to have a Rosh Chodesh. So if you saw the old moon that night, you can't have the next day Rosh Chodesh. So what's going on? So why are we Mekadash Rosh Chodesh in the middle of the day? So don't you need a night and a day? So you need a night and a day somewhere, not necessarily in Yerushalayim. So this is a very famous Balam Or. And if it wasn't famous, it's going to become famous right now. So this Balam Or, who lived about, was born about 900 years ago, discusses the international dateline. Or both say there was no international dateline 900 years ago, but the Balam Or explains what's going on. And he explains this Gemara, he puts these concepts together. We have these, these Brisa from Soda Ibor, and they're Ramazim, they're hints. He pieces the hints together to say that you need a night and a day to have a Rosh Chodesh. And it's not necessarily a night and a day in Eretz Yisrael, it's somewhere. So what's going on is if it's Chatzot in Yerushalayim, then the earliest time is 18 hours before Yerushalayim time. We understand that there's time zones for both sides. Everyone's familiar with time zones, right? Okay, time zones, Baruch Hashem. So that's taken as a given. And each hour of day difference is 15 degrees on the globe. So the Baltimore says you go backwards 15 degrees times 18 hours, because remember we said the moon is invisible for 24 hours, and for them it's 18 hours of the new moon, it's invisible. So 18 hours of the new moon times 15 degrees, 270 degrees around the globe towards the west. So take Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, you go 270 degrees, almost you know three-fourths of the way around the globe, Rabosai. So 
900 years ago, our sages knew the world was round. There's also Tosos and Gemara, Mashma, like this. They didn't need Columbus to tell them. They knew the world was round. The Balmore says you go backwards, you go west, you know, towards the sunset, 270 degrees, three-fourths of the circumference around the globe. You end up kind of in eastern China or western Australia is where his international dateline was. And he said, if it's Chatzos Sayom, it's noontime in Yerushalayim, then it's just the start of the halachic day right there on that line. It's somewhere in eastern China, western Australia, uh, to the to the west of Japan. And so he, so he says, then the day hasn't started yet. That's the earliest time. That's where the dateline is. So if you if the Bezdin is Mekadesh at Chatzos in Yerushalayim, you have a full halachic day, a night and a day, right there in China. And that's good enough. The Bezdin could be Mekadesh Chodesh on day 30, right now at Chatzos, because you're going to have an entire halachic day, 24 halachic hours, night and then a day, over there in China and Australia. So that, because that's where the dateline was, according to the Balam Or. Now, this came up. Now, it's pointed out the, the Ritva seems to agree to this. Other Rishonim don't argue on this. And this became very Lamaisa in the 1940s when the Yeshivas Mir and other Yeshivas were running away from the Nazis, Yimachshmam, running away from Europe. They went to Shanghai, went to Japan, went to China, went to Australia, and they had a Shaila. When is Shabbos? When is Yom Kippur? We have no clue because we have this Bala Maor who says the international dateline runs somewhere through eastern China and western Australia and around there. Which side are we on? Is that accurate? What do we do? The international dateline had been set already in the 1800s. 1800s were funny because there was some people in Europe wanted to change to a 10-day week. They wanted to have the the days of the of the year start over every every new year. They were they were trying to play with the calendar. Never took hold. Bar Hashem, we have a normal calendar that's been. Every civilization has a seven-day calendar. There's no coincidence. That's how Bracious was. That's how, that's, how, that's how life is. But they had a lot of Shilas over in Shanghai and in Japan. What do we do? When is Shabbos? When's it, where's the international dateline? So they wrote the Chazanish. The Chazanish said, this is the Balamor. The Balamor says international dateline is 270 degrees west of Yerushalayim, which is also 90 degrees east because the globe is 360 degrees. And yeah, that's where the international dateline is. So if you're over there in Japan, you're a day earlier. You know, you're... you're to, you're past the dateline, and somewhere in China, you're later. But the, the Chazanish does write that really it would be it would be like people would mock the sages. People would mock us if we said the international dateline runs right through the middle of the city and it's Shabbos on that side and it's Friday on this side. That would be ridiculous. So really, you should move it over to the coast. So the real international, not real, the international dateline agreed upon in the 1800s goes through the ocean. So it goes between Siberia and Alaska, and it kind of zigzags a little by Fiji and all these things. And it's sort of this, it goes right through the ocean. But the Chazanish says it goes to the coast. So that China would be on one side, Australia would be on the other side, Japan is definitely on the, on the west side. Um, so he said, so he wrote a tshuva based on this Balamor, and the Balamor, this is probably the most famous Balamor in Chas. So the Chazanish, based on this, says where the international dateline is, he moves it over to the coast. For convenience, you don't have it running down the middle of the city. You won't have Shabbos on one side and Friday on the other side of the street. That would be ridiculous. But he says, yeah, based on the Balamor, that's where it is. Now, there is some, there are some arguments in the Balamor. And uh, in, in modern times, Rabbi Tukashinsky says that really the international dateline, you know, the, the dateline they use is based on Greenwich. They, zero degrees is, is Greenwich, England, because that's where they took that's where it started. The cartographers were based there. So they said, we're going to put zero degrees right here where we live, and everything is going to be 10, 15 degrees past that, you know, because they were centered there. But we know that really, where is the world centered? Where's the center of the world? Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. Tibur Sha'olem. 
So the belly button of the world, the center of the world is really Yerushalayim. So Yerushalayim is really zero degrees, not Greenwich. It's Yerushalayim, Rabosai. We're centered in Yerushalayim, not anywhere else. Not on Berlin, not on Greenwich, not in New York City, not even Baltimore. We're centered on Yerushalayim. That is our true center. So he says the international dateline should be 180 degrees opposite Yerushalayim on the other side of the world, which for Rabbi Tukashinsky, it's, uh, it's kind of in the middle of Alaska. So it kind of cuts through Alaska. So Alaska's got a bit of a shila. So maybe he moves it over like the Hazanish to the ocean. But that's not so far from the international date line, which goes between Siberia and Alaska. So Tukashinsky's line is sort of in the middle of Alaska. Uh, there, there's a lot written on this. Uh, they, they do, they, there was a, a, an Akron recently. They, someone said, I'm traveling to Australia. When do I keep Shabbos? I'm flying from, from Los Angeles to Australia. When do I keep Shabbos? He says, go to Australia, go to Shul. When are they keeping Shabbos? That's when you keep Shabbos. So, you know, Lamaisa, when they keep Shabbos, you keep Shabbos. Like, don't worry so much if you're flying from Los Angeles on Thursday night and it's going to be Friday and you don't know. Like, do, do, do what the Jews do. Baruch Hashem, there's Jews in Australia, there's Jews in Japan, and they know what they're doing. That's sort of the, the answer. Uh, I'm not poskening. I'm not a posek. I'm not poskening. Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Heber is in town. He is a posek and he does posken these Shilas. He's a bucky in the calendar. If you go to Aldaf, and there's an app for Aldaf. They have some of his videos from Rabbi Heber here in town, who is a POSEC and is Bucky in the calendar and will tell you if you're traveling, if you're flying to Australia, to the east, to the west, whatever it is, when you daven on the plane, when it's going to be Rosh Chodesh, when it's going to be Shabbos, like you, you, can, you can figure it out. So ask Rabbi Heber, don't ask me, but that's a, this is the famous Balamor about the international dateline. Remember the Balamor's date, dateline went through Siberia and China and Australia and the Chazanich later said, move it to the coast, but which is, it's very difficult because you have China would be one day and Japan would be the next day. It would be, they'd be a day off. So it's kind of strange. And then Rabbi Tukashinsky says, really the dateline is based on, on Yerushalayim. It's 180 degrees from Yerushalayim. So it would go through Alaska and then through the Pacific Ocean, sort of less of a, less of an issue. So this is the daf, at least according to the Balamor, about the international date lines. So now Baruch Hashem, we're bucky in this. We're going to go a little further. We're four lines up from the bottom. Amr Rabbi Zaira. Hold on. We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this first, and then, we're gonna, then I'm going to say it. It's beautiful. Amr Rabbi Zaira, Amr Rav Nachman, kol sfeika l'kamei shadinan. A suffolk in the day. Remember, in Chutzlaretz, we have a sfeika de yoma. And we said in, in Beitza, nowadays we do this alsta minhag. We're not really Mesupak, we have a fixed calendar, but because of the minhag of Asenu for hundreds and thousands of years, our ancestors had a suffolk. So we keep it anyway based on a minag. So the whole Yom Tov Shani, it is a minag, but it's a very important minag. So we have kol So we keep it, so instead, we, we know Yom Tov should be on the 15th. So we keep the 15th and the 16th. The Meymar dechamisar l'shitzar avdina. We make Yom Tov on the 15th of the month and the 16th of the month. Arbasar lovdina. We don't make a Yom Tov early on the 14th, even though theoretically, as we see, the Bezdin could be Makadish the Chodesh early, theoretically based on witnesses showing up and they get the witnesses, they push them a little bit to say they saw the moon one day early. In theory, you could have Yantav be on the 14th in Golis, but we never make it early. Uh, so why don't we also have a suffix and say Yantav should be the 14th, 15th, and the 16th. Dilma uh, Chasrua, maybe the Bezdin made they made Av they also made Elul Chasr. If they made Av 29 days and they made Elul 29 days, then and we didn't hear about it, then Yomta would be on the 14th of our calendar in Chutzlaretz. If they made two months in a row chaser, two 29-day months in a row chaser, we would hear about it. We would know about it, if the Bezdin made two 29s in a row and then changed the calendar. So we would have thought it's the 14th, but it's really the 15th according to Eretz Again, Kimitio and Seisei Sora, 
the, really the months go after Eretz Yisrael. And this is a beautiful idea why, Rabosai, it's only about a month away. Hanukkah is a month away. Rosh Chodesh is a week from now. And then Hanukkah is about 24 days later, give or take. So it's really a month. It's like a, a, like a solar month from now. It's Hanukkah. And the Greeks, one of the things they mevatel was Rosh Chodesh. Why were the Greeks mevatel our Rosh Chodesh? Because as we said, Rosh Chodesh, Mekadesh, Shabbos, Yisrael, Vizmanim. Rosh Chodesh shows that the Jews are masters over time. The Jews set the framework of the time we live in. That Hashem gave us, through Adim and the Bezdin and our calendar, Hashem gave us the power to control time. The Greeks wanted to say, no Jews, we are the superior culture. We are modern and scientific. Trust the science and the Greek calendar. No more Jewish calendar. You got to go by the Greek calendar. The Greeks wanted to set the framework in which we live. All of their gezerots were to say, Jews, you're now living in our frame. You're looking at the world through our picture frame, through the Greek picture frame. And the Jews said, no. Hashem gave us the power to control time. We're not going by the Greek calendar. We're going by our calendar. We're not stopping to learn Torah. We're going by our Torah. And the Greeks were persistent. The Greeks were nasty. The Greeks said, there's a requirement punishable by death. You have to write on your, on your horn of your ox, I have no chalik in the God of Yisrael, which that was the bumper sticker. They didn't have bumper stickers. They would write it on the, on the horn of their ox. So they said, everyone needs a bumper sticker. They don't believe in God. The Greeks were really into propaganda, really, in, really pushy, really intimidating, had a whole narrative. They were really trying to push on everyone, look at life through the Greek framework. And the struggle we have, and we still have it today, is we need to live life through a Jewish Torah framework. We should all be gesund and blessed with that. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.